Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's now time for the bigger picture with Ryan Huang. And it really is a bigger picture that we're looking at here because these days we talk about a strong US dollar. But it's not about the strength of the dollar. It's why it's so strong mm-hmm. and why it's bad news for us here in Asia. Yeah, strengthening the greenback has been fears about an economic slowdown, lifting bond yields, and that is just seeing investors flocking to the greenback and putting pressure on Asian currencies like the Chinese offshore yuan as well as the Japanese yen. And this is really compounded by all the warnings we've been hearing about from the likes of Jeff Bezos. Now, he is the latest corporate leader to warn about the state of the economy, cautioning that tougher times and rougher times are likely ahead. We've heard from many in the past few weeks like JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon yeah. as well as many other bank leaders. Let's check in with Shane Oliver. He's the Head of Investment Strategy and Chief Economist for AMP Capital. Morning, Shane. Good morning, Ryan. Hope you're well. I'm well and hope you are too, Shane. Let's talk about what you've been hearing about in the news. All these corporate leaders talking about how there is a recession around the corner. What's your take on it? Because on some fronts as well, we hear some good news and optimism like the Bank of America CEO is saying that the consumer spending is still quite resilient. What's your take on how this is playing out? Look, I must admit the corporate commentary coming out of the US is a bit mixed. You know, the other day, it, it, as you mentioned, Bank of America numbers were quite solid and the commentary from them was pretty strong, particularly in, in terms of credit card losses and consumer spending and so on, whereas overnight it was a bit uh, bleaker. So it's uh, it's a bit hard to, to know what to read into the corporate comments. But bottom line is interest rates have gone up dramatically in the US. There has been the energy squeeze, which has been a mm. problem for all countries. And that has increased the risk of recession in the US and the Fed has basically said something to the effect that it's prepared to do whatever it takes to get inflation back down even even if that involves the recession. So I would say the risk of recession is pretty high. I don't think it's a certainty, but I think it's 50-50. I think Europe is probably already in recession or if not, it's going to go into one. But in the US, it's certainly gone up. And that's something that is causing this volatility we're seeing in markets that, uh, you know, even if we start to see inflation come back down, which I think it will, you've still got this risk that the US economy might slide into recession and and that means that uh, earnings results, when they flow, not necessarily this reporting season, but in the next one, might come in on the negative side. Yeah, Shane, let's talk about how the US dollar is strengthening in terms of the direction it's going. It's going up. So the question is how high? And we have quite a bit of momentum behind the dollar so far. We've got yields going up. That is just adding to the strength of the dollar. And against some currencies, it's up 20 30%. And in focus right now is the Chinese yuan at a record low, 7.274 against the dollar. What is your expectations of how high the US dollar could go? Well, it has had a massive increase. You know, depending on which way you look at it, it's up like something like 20% from around where it was a year ago. So that's a huge increase, and it's pushing to levels that in the past have caused problems because as the US dollar goes up, it uh, creates problems for countries like in Asia and elsewhere that have borrowed in US dollars, so their debt is in US dollars, and obviously it's going to take a lot more in local currency terms to service that debt. So rising US dollar has been associated with financial accidents around the world, mm. and that's, that's the problem here. And it has been a broad-based rise. You know, whether you, uh, sitting here in Australia, we've gone down against the US dollar, 
but the renminbi, as you mentioned, the Chinese currency has had a big fall against the US dollar, the Japanese yen, multi-decade lows, I think, against the US dollar, big falls in the euro. So it's a pretty much a broad-based affair globally, and it reflects two things, I think. One is the aggressive interest rate hikes in the US, uh, but perhaps also the retreat to safety when investors are feeling nervous it's typically the case that the us dollar being the reserve currency benefits from that it's a bit perverse at times but uh, that's what happens now at some point i reckon in the next few months it's going to make it a top it's already gone above its 2016 high uh, it's sort of pushing up towards where it was at the tech bubble when everyone wanted to be in America because of the technology boom at the time. Um, I I think we are getting close to the top because I think we will see some softer inflation numbers in the US and that will see the Fed pivots. It may be a bit dangerous to use that word these days because it never happens, but eventually the Fed will pivot towards an easier, uh, start to take their foot off the brake to some degree and that will enable, I think, uh, the US dollar to come back down. But before we get to that, we we do run the risk of a financial accident somewhere, some country saying they've got trouble servicing their debt or, or or a company, not necessarily a country. Yeah, when it comes to possibly countries which are vulnerable, what's at the top of the list? Well, a lot of people say, well, the UK is an example of what's gone wrong there. I, I think what's happened in the UK is, is specific to the UK. They had a new, inexperienced government, didn't really think about things that well, and poorly timed a fiscal stimulus. Uh, which went down very badly simply because uh, you're trying to control inflation. The last thing you want is more spending and um, more stimulus at, at this point in time. So so that's a, really a separate one, but it, it shows what can happen to you if you do that. Uh, high on the list, I think, would be countries in the emerging world that have high US dollar debt. And there's a few in Asia, um, but also in Latin America, I think, is probably where the risk is greatest. Right, Shane, you talked about how we might be close to the top for the US dollar. Are we close to the bottom for the Japanese yen, which is at a new 32-year low, 149.90 against the greenback, and possibly we could see intervention around the key 150 level? We certainly could, and it is concerning the Japanese Ministry of Finance. Uh, I, I think if you're the Bank of Japan, you, you might be thinking, well, this is fantastic, you know, this is going to give us the inflation we've been trying mm. to get for the last 30 years. So what's the problem? So now above, the Japanese yen is actually above where it was uh, or or fallen, below where it uh, fell at the time of the Asian crisis. So it's had a massive fall in the yen. Um, Normally it benefits uh, from safe haven demand, but it hasn't this time around because it's about the only central bank in the world not raising interest rates or not tightening monetary policy. I, I think as with the US dollar, it is getting close to its, yeah, the US dollar is getting close to a top, the yen is getting close to a bottom, but it could still go a fair way yet. I don't see the Bank of Japan changing monetary policy quickly simply because the Bank of Japan expects that inflation will start to fall again next year as the impact of higher food and energy prices drops out. And if you strip them out, the core inflation rate in Japan is just about 0.7% which is hardly anything when you're comparing that to countries that reported overnight in Canada and the UK, they're up around 5%, 6%. So they don't really have a fundamental inflation problem in Japan. They're still trying to get sustained inflation at 2%. So that's why I don't think the Bank of Japan is going to change monetary policy. There might be some intervention by the Ministry of Finance, but intervention really works, unfortunately. But needless to say, I reckon sometime in the next few months you will see a bottoming in the yen. All right, those currencies will be ones to watch in the coming days. We've been chairing Shane Oliver, Head of Investment Strategy and Chief Economist for AMP Capital. Shane, great analysis and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you, Brian, and all the best.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.